And I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing was getting clear, but then remembering I have to make that clear. And I'm a big proponent of when it comes to referrals, you know, it's always on you to make it clear. It's always on you to make the ask, to ask for the favor, to say, here's who I need to talk to. Cause you can change and you can learn and have your, you know, inner battle and, and journey that you do have, but it's up to you to make that super clear to the people that you are networking with. Welcome to the Referral Bench Podcast, a weekly podcast for business owners and salespeople growing their business with networking and referrals. I'm Ian Campbell, CEO of Mission Suite. And I'm Phil Pelto, CEO of Firestorm. If you're working on growing your network, we have another great episode coming your way today. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get to this week's interview. This podcast is brought to you by Firestorm. Firestorm is a business-to-business networking organization that organizes events and meetings for business owners and professionals where they can meet, build relationships, and share referrals. Learn more at myfirestorm.com. And this podcast is brought to you by Mission Suite, offering small business owners, salespeople, and sales teams the contact management and sales automation software they need to grow their business at a cost that they can afford. Learn more about Mission Suite at www.themissionsuite.com. And this podcast is brought to you by Morton Design Co. Morton Design Co. is a collaborative, creative studio based in Denver, Colorado. They help businesses tell their unique story through thoughtful strategy and kick-ass design. Their aim is to give small to medium-sized businesses the visual impact of their larger competitors. Specialties include brand identity, logo development, and print design. Visit mortondesignco.com to learn more. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of the Referral Bench Podcast. Today, we have Beth Klepper with Mainstream Video Production. Uh, Beth started creating videos in kindergarten with neighborhood kids as her actors, brothers and sisters as pushy directors and producers, and an 80s-style camera always in hand. Beth always knew the power of video and storytelling. She earned her master's degree in film and spent a decade producing live entertainment and television shows for AXS TV. She told a wide range of stories, producing reality shows, travel shows, and celebrity gossip shows. She also produced live concerts for groups like the Zac Brown Band, Def Leppard, the String String Cheese Incident, oh my God, (laughs) the String Cheese Incident, and many more. She also, I told you, we don't edit anything out. (laughs) She also continues to teach public speaking and interpersonal personal communication at Metro State University. In 2014, Beth founded Mainstream Video Production, working with more than 100 organizations and creating more than 1,500 videos. Mainstream continues to help businesses increase revenues, save hours, and tell their story through video. Mainstream specializes in full-service production, think storyboarding, shooting, and editing, and supports those who want to DIY their videos through Mainstream's online video marketing 101 course. Beth, I think you need to remove string cheese from your bio, <laughs> even though I love that band. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say, like, of anyone that would, like, know who that is and what that means yeah. to do, but yeah. apparently it was a mouthful, so I It's hysterical. It. I mean, I love that band. I've listened to them for years, but for some reason, I can't actually say their name, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say, is this a new discovery or are you always? Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. It's a mouthful. Maybe I just always have to be in an altered state of mind when I'm (laughs) saying the band name. I don't know. I was just going to say, it's kind of like multi-layered. That's how their music is. It's so, you know, complex. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this, you guys. 
Yeah, so I mean, proud of you. absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, you know, obviously, we heard you know your bio as mangled as it was, and uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, kind of fill us fill, fill us in a little bit more. Uh, to, uh, tell us how you got to where you are, and you can go ahead and start wherever you want to start. Yeah, I you know I think that for me, I'm one of those people. You know, I make this joke often. You know, some people have really good hair or are nice and tall. I knew what I wanted to do when I was very little. That's always just been something that is a part of my DNA. I was obsessed with movies, obsessed obsessed with film, watching them, wanting to do them, and it's evolved from when I was really little to what it looks like now. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I had obviously an education in film and video production and worked at a television network that you talked about. But one of the things that I think I do most of my, spend most of my days doing now is sales. And that's where I am happiest and where I want to be. And it's getting people excited about video, which is like the pinnacle for me. And that said, you know, my, we're about to have our seventh year anniversary in June. We'll be seven years in business. And I feel like I, there was, I, have no problem talking. As you guys know, I will talk to anyone. That is not an issue. I still can't believe how ill-prepared I was to actually sell and build a business when I started it. And I can say that now, you know, in hindsight, having seven years in my rear view, I I honestly don't think there was anybody less prepared. (laughs) That's my claim to fame. Like I knew nothing about it. I was like, I'll go knock on doors. I'll go meet people. I love video. What else do you need? And there's some truth to that. And uh, there's a lot more as well, as you guys know. How many conversations did you have that started with, I love video. What do you need to know to buy from me? <laughs> so many, I mean, that's what I, I used to joke that what I said is I'm selling it. What are you buying? Whatever, right. <laughs> you know, whatever video product there is out there, I do it. So you the want answer to- is money. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like I can produce anything. You want a, 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 a Toyota commercial, you know, 30 seconds with five days of shooting. I can do that. You want to, get an iPhone out and let me help you there. Let's do it. Um, but that is obviously terrible marketing and branding as we know, sure. because those are two sure. very, very different customers. Right. <laughs> so what, what, uh, what didn't you know that, that made it so challenging about going out and starting the business? I think the biggest, probably the quickest lesson that I had to learn was that idea of qualifying. So you, you know, you think I can sell to anyone. I'm happy to sell to anybody, but that's not really true when it comes to B2B sales, right? There is certain people that are in the market for your product and to spend your time with people that are not in the market for your product is just a waste of literally everyone's time. So I think for me, it became, that was kind of my first lesson was, Oh, just, just because somebody says that video is cool. Doesn't mean I need to spend, you know, two days with them you know, trying to figure out how to, how to fit into their world and their budget. It has to, it has to be a win-win. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I think there's so many people out there that are so awesome at whatever it is that they do and they're so passionate about it. And then they, they think, Oh, I'm going to go start a business. You know, I'm an, I'm the best donut maker in the world. Right. And you know, I, I love donuts. I'll eat a ton of donuts. I can't eat enough donuts to keep somebody in business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I could, but <laughs> I was say, depends on how big the business needs to get. I guess. <laughs> depends um, on the donuts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and I actually, that's a funny 
it's total sidebar, but there's this guy uh, in, you know, down the street from my house that has a donut shop. And I ask myself constantly, how is this guy still in business? Like he makes don't, that's all he has is donuts. There's nothing else. There's no lunch. There's no dinner. It's just donuts. And it's amazing. They make really good donuts, but I don't know how he pays his rent. So <laughs> I mean, donuts are a viable business. It's just about making, I mean, there's probably, you should get him on the podcast. Find out how he does it. I'm going to. That'd be amazing. I might need a translator. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um, Sorry, we got rabbit hole there. Um, I'll take you out. Yeah. We're going to be bad at that. So let's just like try and see. So when, uh, I think qualifying is a super important thing to talk about. And I think it, it's uh, super important when you're talking about, you know, prospective new clients and also with, you know, prospective um, referral partners. And I think, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, you get a ton of business mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. referrals and networking and, you know, past clients and stuff like that. How have you applied those concepts to your partnerships? Well, and I think that's the other thing is if you don't know who your ideal customer is, if you don't know who is right for you, you cannot begin to explain it to people that are going to refer you. I mean, that's just like, it's like losing in two ways, right? You're now, you don't, you know, you're talking to the wrong people in terms of customers, but you're not giving the people that you're meeting and networking with the information they need to actually bring you the people you need to meet. So I do think the first part is getting super, you know, for us, for me, it was getting super clear with myself on, okay, who do I really want to serve? Who are the, um, the, the people that are the highest, you know, reward for what we're doing, who we can, you know, basically serve the best. And I think that's different for everyone. And a lot of that is trial and error sometimes as a new business. I mean, that's just kind of the, the truth of it, right? You can start off being saying, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then you get in there and think, oh, that's not exactly it. And then you have to course correct yourself in terms of your sales strategy, but also your referral networks, right? And say, oh, actually, here's who I'm targeting now. And I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing was getting clear, but then remembering I have to make that clear. And I'm a big proponent of when it comes to referrals you know, it's always on you to make it clear. It's always on you to make the ask, to ask for the favor, to say, here's who I need to talk to. Cause you can change and you can learn and have your, you know, inner battle and, and journey that you do have, but it's up to you to make that super clear to the people that you are networking with. All right. This one was such a, a brief comment. It almost slipped past me and it was, uh, it's such an important thing though. And uh, Beth said, um, it's always on you to make the ask. And I love that idea of taking responsibility for, you know, the the referrals that you generate, because I think so many people are, you know, have this passive approach to it where they're like, oh, I'm going out and I'm doing all these things and I'm building relationships, you know, where are my leads at? Where, when's the, when's the deal is going to start to roll in? And that's, uh, that's fine. I mean, all of us want that, right? Sure. They've got to come eventually. Right? <laughs> yeah. But you know, you've got to like take this into your own hands. Like we're all out here, like, you know, you know, scrapping and clawing for every, every piece of business we can get. And if you like put the onus on yourself to say, I'm going to go out and do some research. I'm going to figure out who Ian knows. I'm going to figure out who Beth knows that could potentially be a good, um, you know, prospect for me. It fits my ideal client profile and then put that in front of them and say, Hey, you know, can you introduce me to this person? Um, you know, you're going to have so much better results if you do that. And, uh, and also that puts you in the driver's seat. That's true. You know, I had a full conversation this morning, actually, with one of the one of the people on my team about passive networking versus active networking. Mm-hmm. Right. And so many people just kind of do exactly what you just said. Right. They go out, 
they go to the meetings, they, they go to coffees, they go to happy hours, they have a breakfast, whatever the case may be. And then eventually they say, oh yeah, no, it took a long time. But after about 12 to 16 months or 12 to 18 months, then leads started kind of finally coming in. And I said, that is just way too long, <laughs> right? I mean, you can, you can shorten that time frame. And yes, networking and referrals and relationships are a long-term game. There's no question about that. But there's a lot that you can do to shorten that cycle and make it only take, I mean, frankly, you can even start getting referrals inside of your first month or two of, of going after this, but you have to ask, right? I mean, the, the odds of you and I having a conversation and it actually producing a, 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 a referral is so slim. But if I actually ask you for one, all of a sudden things go up quite a bit. You do have, Absolutely. but it's up to you to make that super clear to the people that you are networking with. Cause otherwise, you know, they don't know what's going on. They met you three months ago when you were, you know, here, this is what you were saying. Um, so it's, it's kind of twofold to kind of be selling, you know, the people that you're selling, but also the people that are selling for you. How did you finally figure it out? You know, I mean, you talked about the fact that you were kind of really unprepared uh, with all so this stuff, right? And so how did you, like, what was it that finally got you to a point where you're like, oh, okay, I get this. I know how to get referrals now. I think you, a lot of uh, experience in the bad way, what do they say? Experience is a teacher of fools, but the best experience, you know, I think doing enough projects, I joke that our first project was, um, I charged $500, but it cost me 600, but at least I had 500 in the bank for a month. Um, <laughs> you know, doing enough of those and saying, you know, and then evaluating, you know, st always, always. And I think this is still a practice I have is every couple of months. Okay. What have I been doing? What does my activity look like? What do I need to bring with me into the next quarter and what needs to stay back that is just really not working? And, and you need a little bit of time. I think it's important to have a 90 day because you don't know if you get too kind of siloed in that and start thinking, okay, what do I need to do today? Is this right? And I've done that too, where you're, you know, every networking event you're at, every coffee you're at, you're like, should I be here? Is this the right person? Is this helping me move my business forward? Is this a waste of their time? But not doing it every single minute of every day, but every 90 days saying, okay, here's some groups that really didn't serve me. Here's some people that were not really aligned with and how am I going to kind of course correct? So I think it's more of a process than it ever was like a figuring out of this is exactly it now. It's more like the one thing I figured out is, okay, I mean, I was actually just doing it this morning. Okay, what has been working with and talking to that feels right and moving the needle? Who is... Um, and not who, because I think that's another thing with networking, right? Where you can get, you know, you never know where your referral is going to come from. Or, you know, I will, somebody I had margaritas with literally three years ago just sent me a referral and then the referral really liked us. So her husband signed up with us and it was like, okay, so that margarita at night was a great idea. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, to answer your question, it's a long way to go to answer the question. It's, it's constantly kind of checking yourself, checking yourself, checking yourself. I have to say three years is a long return on a margarita. <laughs> <laughs> All I feel is like it has really inspired me to have more margaritas. Like think if I would have had a bunch of them. Like right. <laughs> exactly. How many more clients would you have gotten from referrals husbands? You know, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but that's a good point too. I mean, and I know I've heard you guys talk with everybody else in the podcast. I mean, it is not networking is not a short term thing. I mean, it is it's not just the margaritas it definitely was the margaritas, but then staying top of mind, you know, 
being in networks together, networking events together, just nurturing the relationship. Maybe having some nice videos to send out periodically. You know, a video or two does not hurt you as a video <laughs> company. Exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so you said you were kind of reviewing your recent activities and what's paying dividends for you and where that's coming from. Like, what are the metrics that you look at and track and, uh, you know, evaluate to, to come to a conclusion on that? So it's changed over the years, obviously. Um, I talk about the first, one of the first people I ever met came from financial services and, you know, they can be super, you know, their whole sales plan is so they had a 10, three, one, right? So it's how many meetings, or how many phone calls, how many meetings, how many sales. And so it's kind of always been like a version of that. And then it's evolved as well. What I've really been interested in lately, and this, I didn't come up with this. I don't even know who did, if you guys do, the like leading and lagging indicators. Mm -hmm. So just spending, you know, I have, okay, I want to close this much in business a week. I need to have this many sales meetings to do that. And those are really like, you know, your lagging indicators, your leading indicators are going to be, you know, I need to reach out to this many people. I need to network with this many people and just, um, kind of watching those all because your goals are, you know, I want to make a million dollars wanted, you know, the goals and the outcomes are, are typically, at least for me, easier as far as what I want to do, but how to get there is a bit of a struggle. And that's kind of separating those out's really been helpful because then I can be kind of laser focused on, okay, what are the parts that are in my control and are they getting me to the result I want to get to? So, you know, watching your leading indicators against your lagging indicators and saying, okay, well, I thought it was three, you know, right now it's three sales meetings a week, meaning I'm talking to three people about our products or services. It's three networking, reconnecting with somebody and it's reaching out to four new people. And those are the, those are the things I can control. And then hopefully it like gets me my sales goals. But again, going back and saying, well, did it? Or did those three networking, you know, meetings not do anything for me? Was the four people I reached out to, you know, were they not, did they not turn into anything? Just kind of evaluating it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it, we've talked about that a few times and, and I'm not a hundred percent sure where the, you know, uh, terminology or the concept of leading and lagging indicators came from, I'm sure it's been around for, you know, decades. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the leading indicators that, you know, you talk about and you want to focus on and, you know, make sure you're getting the meetings in and getting the calls in and getting the, you know, um, sales stuff, like that's not super sexy and it's not super fun to celebrate like, woohoo, I made four calls and got hung up on four times, but you know, <laughs> like the, but at the same time, you know, it's the, the law of large numbers, right? Like that, that eventually over the course of time, when you look at it over a quarter or a year or, you know, a decade, like they all work out and you can track back, you know, your, your sales and revenue to those, those things that you did, the activities and getting hung up on, you know, every, every, uh, every no gets you closer to a yes. So, right. you know, you should celebrate the nose. Somebody <laughs> said, no, thank you. It's my second favorite answer. <laughs> Which I, I'm trying to like uh, embody as well. Well, and I actually find the numbers, and this is something that like only comes with having done sales for the better part of seven years. Uh, the numbers is very free. And once you start to realize like, it has a lot of this isn't in my control because because one of the other things that was weird in sales is so much of it felt like it just fell in my lap but it what you know that's not how it happened it was that you talked to this many people and then this you know it was yeah. all these things were happening and then it seems like it fell in your lap 
And that's a lot of times how I think buying should work. You know, it's that we, everybody should feel super good about it. And, you know, they aren't being, you know, this hard close, you know, pull, uh, kicking and screaming to the finish. Like it's, it doesn't usually work like that, right? Usually when you're closing something, at least in my experience, everybody's pumped about it. Like they want to be buying it. You want to be selling it. So it's, it's a great experience. But it's, you know, making sure that you have planted enough of those seeds, gotten enough people talking about you and generating that interest, that really does directly relate to the closing. And when I kind of was able to separate it and say that it is a numbers game, it's not like I'm talking to Johnny today and I want Johnny to spend X amount with me this week. It's like Johnny may or may not, but maybe Johnny, you know, somebody I talked to last week is ready to go. And it's just focusing on that. I thought it, I find it very freeing, the numbers part of it freeing and then not taking it personally because it is numbers. Period. Yeah. 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 For the most part. So where are the successes that you're seeing in referrals and networking and whatnot coming from these days? You know, cause I mean, I know that you've done, you've done everything from groups like, you know, you and I got, to, uh, you and I were introduced independently of this, but we got to know one another through Firestorm, mm -hmm. right? We were, and, and, and so, and I mean, and you've done other things, you, you know, you've got your margaritas, you know, where are you <laughs> seeing a lot of, you know, where are you seeing the, the majority of your success come from in getting these types of referrals uh, that are leading to the projects that you're looking for? I think that it's, it's kind of every, one of the things that, dawned on me. We had a really, really strong February and it was good and frustrating because I looked at everything and it was everything I'm doing is a part of this, right? Like it was so, you know, I wanted to believe that, not wanted to believe, but you want to believe like if I just did this one thing, this would be, you know, repeatable and a story. And it was, well, some of that worked and some of this worked and, and some of that worked. Um, I, I think anything you intentionally put your mind to is, gonna turn out you know if you have if you decide I mean last week this was kind of a silo um or this was kind of a sidebar but last week I was in a so I'm in a sorority I don't know if you guys know that about me or I was in a sorority and they had like a I could have guessed but I appreciate <laughs> the, uh, the the confirmation I mean yeah. I I know now people are gonna think about that but either way yeah. <laughs> so I got invited to this like uh it was a, a connecting Kappa's event I'm a Kappa Oh God, I was a cat. But anyway, so I got my, so I was like, I'm going to go check it out. It's networking, you know, cause I'm just all the time thinking networking, networking. And I go to the event and I was, you know, you realize, oh my gosh, all these people, like we all lived in the same house. We all did these same things. We were all connected in the same way. If I decided to double down on this and go to their mixers and go to their events, I guarantee I would find business in the projects that like you would, you would, if I decided to double down on it. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, it's kind of, okay, what, what do I want to do? What do I want to spend my time doing? What's working? I think it definitely is the groups, uh, but it's also the right groups. It's not every single group for us. You know, for me, it's definitely got to be more of a B2B focus. That's why Firestorm was so successful and Firestorm was so helpful too, from the standpoint of learning that referral language and who am I talking to and what are those people, you know, who am I, um, 
who are, who's talking to the same people I'm talking to kind of really getting that mapped out and getting that really clear. Um, then it is having those one-to-ones and continuing to do digital marketing. Obviously we do a lot of videos. We put out a lot of videos. So everybody I meet at a networking event, then I connect with either one-to-one or send them information on our website, link in with them. Then we put videos on LinkedIn. We stay top of mind on LinkedIn. So a couple of weeks ago, somebody from high school who I haven't spoken to since, you know, we, um, you know, we're pretty much in high school. I mean, I, I knew him in high school. He was on LinkedIn, saw my videos. Then he called me and we're doing a project, a big project for his group. And that, you know, is networking and referrals at its finest. Cause he knows who I am. There's a no like and trust factor there, but then we are, then he did go through the website. He, you know, he called me and he was like, oh, I saw you had these packages on the website and this is what you do. So it's all of those things. I'm not going to answer one of your questions without like a, like five paragraphs, you guys. <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> no, and um, I think that's it, that's important too. It's like they all kind of work in concert mm-hmm. with each other. You know, like you're going to yes. have more traction with any one of those things because you're doing all the rest of them. Right. Yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. That's what it is. So I feel like we'd be remiss not to ask about the impact of video in networking relationships because you know you're you're here in front of us on the zoom screen and uh and i know that you've done this for some of our mutual connections uh that you've that you've created video specifically to help them develop referral relationships to help them develop networking relationships and whatnot and so i i I, i'm you know and I know that you've that you can like we keep in mind we are on a time clock here, so you know. <laughs> Do you want me to spend the rest you, of the time talking about video? You got it, Ian. <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say right. I know that this could be a very long answer, but you know, realistically, you know, because I mean, because we everybody is looking for different ways to develop these relationships, right? And mm-hmm. especially now, like over the course of the past year, I don't know if you know this, but you know, a lot of people have been locked down, right? I and. Did. Uh, I saw something about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It was on the news, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know, it, like so, as we've been going through this, you know, you have a you've always kind of had a specific mentality about that, and I'm wondering if you can kind of uh, dive into that a little bit. I think you know my biggest sell for what video is is it's a clone. It's a robot of you and your activity. I think that's the simplest way I can put it. Just because I think people get really you know what does video mean? And if you look at statistics, there's, you know, they're, they're talking about video advertising, which is a very different thing than video content. You know, they're, they're, and and what does shots look like? And and what does a script look like? And what's a talking head? And once it's overwhelming to most people. So what I try to, how I try to simplify it is you all like, however you are out there in the world, selling your products or services, the things you say over and over again, those are the things you should be making videos of. As simple as that, right? So if you have a cold call and you say, you know, hey, I'm, you know, do this. We're, we help these people with this problem. You know, that's a video. Okay, then somebody comes to your website and or, or they call you. I like to parallel it too to the real world sales process versus the virtual sales process. You know, a cold call looks like this. Well, that's what the video should look like. Okay, so now you have your first meeting and you go through your product and service and why you, you know, do what you do and why you're the best um solution for them. Again, that's a video. Then you send them a proposal and a couple of testimonial videos. You send them a, you know, they don't get back to you right away. So you send them videos about objections, you know, things that you would given the chance, 
in your sales process, every single conversation you're already having, the number, the easiest way is to just put that on video. I mean, the one of the statistics I like to say is somewhere between 70 and 90%, depending on who's giving the statistic, says that communication is nonverbal. Like the most of uh, our communication, the most meaning is generated from a nonverbal s- scenario, right? So that means that the words, you know, maybe only have about 30% of their actual meaning. But when you see some, and then it kind of goes up from there, right? So a phone call, you're going to get a tone of voice and a little bit more. The, the further, the more that somebody's able to interact with you, the more someone's able to see you, the more connection they're going to have, the more impact, you know, they're going to get from your words. So even if you're just putting yourself on video and just taking all of the amazing technology we have available, your iPhone, a Zoom recording, um, your computer, QuickTime recording, and somehow packaging those using a free editing software, there's a million of them. That's a great place. And then like anything, you can scale up from there. You know, you can make really cool videos. You can, you'll get new ideas. You'll have different things you can try. But I think, you know, I like to say low hanging fruit. So if you're emailing, if you're texting, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on any social media, including a video on those digital um, platforms will just increase your reach and I'm all for it. So that was kind of short. That was, good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, pretty good. Yeah, think yeah. about it. So as far as uh, specific to, uh, to the, to the networking stuff. So do you, when you do these things for, you know, like let's use our, our old friend, Peter and Peter, if you're listening, we're absolutely using you as a guinea pig, Oh, Peter. but, uh, but you know, let's use, let, let's use him as an example, you know? Uh, so, he's, I mean, you, you made some, some great mm-hmm. videos for him. Are these things well, that you things. say, okay, push these things out to, uh, to every time that you ask for an introduction to another commercial banker to push these out or yes. every time that you, every time that somebody shoots you a, a networking introduction, you respond and you make sure, Hey, be, be sure to check out this video thing in there as well. That th- Those types of yes. things. Yes. Yes. They may or may not watch it. Statistically, they haven't, you know, like a lot higher chance of watching it and it's going to make a much higher or, you know, the impact is going to be higher. But yeah, it's as simple as that. If you, if, hey, I'd like you to introduce you to, to Beth Klepper. She has a video company. Great. Watch our story. You can learn a little bit about our company and what we do. Um, hey, I wanted to talk to you about prices. What do you guys charge? Oh, here's our video about how we think about pricing. I can't tell you how much our sales funnel has shortened um, just the time because we include testimonials in all of our proposals. Every single time we send out a proposal, we include six testimonials from our clients that are videos. And that not only got us close to a deal a couple of weeks ago, but then um, her husband watched the testimonials and wanted to do videos based on the testimonials. And I didn't even know her husband. So I think that they, they just speed up that no like and trust factor. Um, and again, to go back to what we were saying, it's in concert with everything else you're doing. You know, a lot of, I would say very few of my deals are closed without me getting on face-to-face in some way, even if it is through video, but you know, it's some way I'm having a relationship with them, but that just cuts down on all of the other activities that I have to do. And it builds, it cuts down my time and it builds trust. So it's a win-win in that way. Yeah. I really think that, you know, you can get across like your personality and your credibility and, you know, all sorts of things through video. And if you can automate some of that, you know, send it out to referral partners or to prospects in a, in a, um, you know, 
clear and you know sort of scheduled mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. calendar uh yeah it's, it's with some sort of a nice automation tool that well, maybe I, sends all that stuff out for you <laughs> exactly <laughs> well and i always say this Ian. you know i always say this without strategy and a way to get your videos out, they are the biggest waste of money. You have to mm. have some way to, because we have a lot of people that don't have that piece thought through, right? Where they come and they're like, oh, I heard this blog, I read this blog, or I heard this talk at a marketing conference. I got to have video. Well, no, not if you don't have some sort of system and, and strategy for, for pushing that out. Mm. Uh, and I think it's, you know, it's also not linear. It's again, back to that kind of it, it could like focus on the things you can control, but you don't actually know how it's going to equate. You know, we had somebody, this is somebody I networked with. One of the things I did early on was join a board. Um, so I networked on the board, which I guess it depends on the board. If that's a good networking strategy, that could be a talk for another time. But uh, this one, it was, the board was, it was very, like a very hard working board. It was a lot of volunteer time. Didn't really do much in the way of business, which is why I had joined. And, but two years later, maybe even three years later, one of the people on the board, I haven't talked to in years. She's on my email list. I send out a video every week talking about video and they needed, it was a, we had actually just done a video for a software company and she needed a live event gala video and they were completely separate, but the sending it out, the being top of mind with the network, you know, she was like, Oh yeah, Beth does video and called me. So again, it's all, you know, that video wasn't about live events and how we could do live events. It had nothing to do with that, but it was staying top of mind using video, but also just using traditional, you know, Mm -hmm. tactics of being top of mind and somebody I networked with funneled into. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all those things. And I've, I find that, so your as a, as a quick aside, little rabbit hole, I find your That's comment right. about strategy, uh, you and I ended up in a networking meeting with it was some like creative marketers, something like that. Uh-huh. I was the lone strategist in a room <laughs> full of creatives talking about how strategy had to come first and fighting this entire room full of creative. Did you fight me on this one too? Was I in that We had a long conversation about (laughs) it. What was my point back then? Because I can't even imagine. I don't remember, but you were very very much on the side of the rest of the creatives in the room saying that creative had to come first and branding had to come first before strategy. I remember that, but uh, I can't for the life of me think of how I would have been on that side because I'm so not on that side now. Oh, I mean, none of it, none uh, of it. Matters. Yeah. So and it, yeah. No, I get a kick. It's, 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 that's, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> I've officially come to your side, then, and you won't. I love it. Perfect. Perfect. A convert. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, and I, I just wanted to um, talk a little bit more about the staying top of mind thing, because that's such an important piece of networking. And it's also really important that, you know, it's, it's why I'm kind of not a huge fan of casting a wide net, because you can't really like stay in front of that many people and, you know, really be strategic about it. Um, but if you employ video, I suppose you could up those numbers a little bit and you could, you know, cultivate a, a you know, a little bit larger uh, of a of a referral network if you're you know automating some of that stuff which is cool definitely and yeah I think it's it, it's the relationships that you're going to build are not just like they're not going to be built through a website they're not going to be built through you know an email strategy um, but they can they can serve as part of it you know they can mm-hmm. be the the information people need, the pamphlet, the, you know, and getting that in front of people, as many people as you can get it in front of so that if 
somebody I do know really well is in a position to sell me, it's very easy to sell me because then they can go to the website or they can go to, you know, LinkedIn and see what we do. It, it just makes it, it just makes the whole thing. I think it's like, I it's like gasoline. It's like a WD 40 all over your strategy. It's not, you know, reinventing anything. It's just making everything that much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's awesome. So going back, um, you're coming up on seven years now, which congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You know. Uh, you're going to throw a party. I don't know. Seven years seems like a weird time to throw a party, but maybe. Yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah. you know, everybody does five or 10. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's a good point. You know, let's go good seven. Difference. Lucky number seven. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's not a bad idea. Do it I'll up a Blackhawk or something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, um, what is some advice that you would give yourself, um, going back to, you know, expedite your, your journey in building this business? I, uh, the first, uh, just take a basic business class, I think would have been, you know, the, <laughs> which my husband's like, that's not your advice. That was my advice when it was happening. Uh, but you know, just <laughs> I, the idea that, um, business is, it kind of is a black and white to a certain extent. You know, there are best practices. There are things that make a good business strong. And I feel like I just took, you know, the first year and a half was all, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. And that's one way to do it, but it's just a really inefficient way to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that if, if had I, had I been a little, like one of the things now that I'm doing, um, is we're working with more mortgage professionals. And this is something, you know, people say like the riches is in the niches, like niche, niche, niche. And I was always like, don't box me in. <laughs> I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to niche down. I can help everybody. Everybody needs video. But one of the things I learned from this, this kind of case study was we basically a, a mortgage professional hired us last year to do some videos for the processing side. And as you know, in 2021, people are getting mortgages pretty aggressively, get refinancing, they're buying houses. So we started seeing some success with these processing videos. And this guy came to me, he wanted videos to not have to say the same thing over and over again. They're not marketing videos. So it's not typically our type of, you know, typically we're doing marketing videos, but this was Mm. obviously in our wheelhouse. So then I started thinking like, this is a great product. So what I started doing was going to my network and saying, okay, do you know any mortgage professionals? And just by being that specific, that clear, that niched, my activity for those, like probably I was do I did this for like a six week push tripled without any more effort than I had been doing before. And what I saw from that was just that, that specificity, that like nailing it down, that being really concrete about your strategy. And I think that, you know, it doesn't mean you have to like, honestly, we haven't booked that many of these mortgage people, but we've booked all kinds of other stuff as a result of this much activity. And, and, and that, and we're still kind of figuring out what that sales cycle looks like. But I think, you know, I, I would just tell my, you know, keep it simple, keep it super, super simple, you know, just, you know, focus, 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 because that's what's going to actually move the needle. And then once you move the needle, then you can reevaluate, you can do more stuff. But I think I, I went shotgun and literally everything I could and was more is more. And that didn't serve me as well. Yeah. It's interesting that you, because as, uh, and you and I've had this conversation, you know, a long time ago, um, but you were so adamant about helping your clients understand who their ideal client was and, you know, really (laughs) 
like this is what this podcast is. You guys are just like you used to say this. But. <laughs> <laughs> we they bring a gun to a knife fight. I was gonna say that's. It's, I still believe you want to bring a gun to a knife fight. <laughs> um, it's it's so true, and I think that sometimes you know you you can give good advice you can tell people what to do and you can't do it yourself. Like the cobbler has no shoes, right? Right. That right. Whole, yeah. Exactly. Like it was, and for us, it, it took a long time. And now I think it's just, but I also can see, I can see with my own eyes. I didn't believe, I mean, I did believe, but it was hard to, <laughs> hard to say, oh, I can't shut off these people who want to talk to me about video. I can't say that I, you know, serve mortgage professionals. Like I need, it was kind of a scarcity. It was a fear. I think it was, you know what? It was more fear-based because it was, I was starting yeah. this business. I didn't know if it was going to work. And to me, that seemed like it was closing it off. And it's just the opposite as it turned out, Phil. It, I just, <laughs> I, I wanted to like bring it up because yeah. I think so many people, so, so many small business owners and salespeople um, feel the same way, have the same experience and they, they fight on that. And they're like, no, 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 I got to cast a wide net. Yeah. Like, no, you don't. (laughs) Well, you know, and I mean, to Beth's point, it's, it's easy to say, you know, yes, this is what businesses should be doing, but I'm different. Yes, yes, yes. That's it, Ian. That's exactly. Yeah. Like, yes. They're not as desperate as I am. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or maybe, you know, they don't have the same business as I do, yes. you know, so I, so my business is different and it's, it's really easy to kind of fall down, fall into that trap and get yourself stuck there. And, you know, that's your, I mean, like you said, it's, it, it really screws you up in, in the long term because how are you going to grow? How are you going to continue to, how are you going to, to find more people that need the exact same thing that you've already figured out how to do. So, cause that's what scaling is, right? I mean, yes. you figured out how to do one thing really well. Yes. And now you just need to find more people that need that one thing mm-hmm. and you can, and, and that's, and you can catapult yourself. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I think that from an audience perspective, that's, it's a hundred percent true. One of the things I always say is if you're, when you're producing your videos, you produce it for your audience. I don't like to watch hunting and fishing shows. My dad loves hunting and fishing shows. That producer should not be thinking about me when they're producing a hunting and fishing show. They should be thinking about my dad. Apparently he likes, you know, three full minutes of the same shot. And you know what I mean? And so <laughs> of just silence. While it's the so little peaceful. Thing, it's right? so peaceful, <laughs> I guess. But that's how you should think about, you know, video. It was it was definitely a harder jump to, to say that in business because I think when you're new in business, you are, you do think you're different. You do think I just need to get on the, I need to get on the board. I need to get some clients. Mm-hmm. And there's some truth to that too, but there is, the other thing is people are not thinking about your business the way you're thinking about your business. They don't, they're not, they talk to you and then they're gone. They're done thinking about your business. So whatever one sentence that they can take with them, the simpler you can make it for them, the better off. Like they're not being like, well, is that what I want to do ultimately with my life? Like they're not, they're not having that kind of conversation. So you just need to make it easy for people to refer you. And I think that was kind of my takeaway too, is it was hard to separate out the, the inner battle I was having with being an entrepreneur and what I needed to tell people to help refer me. Yeah. And, uh, uh, as another aside, if you've never heard Brian Regan, the comedian, Brian Regan talk about fishing on TV, (laughs) 100% worth looking up. It's hysterical. (laughs) Oh, apparently there are writers on the fishing shows. (laughs) Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) 
Like, yeah. You know, like, I'm not sure what they're like. Uh, she's a beauty. <laughs> but I'm telling you, every Saturday, my dad is tuned in. So yeah. they, got, they, they know their audience. There you go, right? <laughs> but, awesome. I'll t- but seriously, look, Brian Regan fishing on TV is, okay. is it's, it's hysterical. Oh, that's great, because I use that analogy all, right. all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> We, yeah. What else can we remind Beth that she said long know, time ago that she was? <laughs> I was recently in a networking event. Somebody said, "If you knew this about me, you would know." And I was. My answer was that I'm super opinionated, which I think you guys have outlined that today. So we should do this podcast again <laughs> in like three years, and I'll disagree with everything I said. Which we have way of. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm a firm believer in uh, everything I said. I stand for. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say that there, uh, if you can change your mind on something, yeah, um, you know, congratulate yourself for that because mm-hmm. you know that's true. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and I and I do feel like though that is the one thing I just want to. And I keep, it's so funny because now when people ask me that, because new people are starting and they're, it's the same thing, right? They don't want to do it because they think it's a closing off and it's just so not. It, the more yeah. focused, the better. Yeah. Cool. So guys, where can people find you? You guys, you can find me at mainstreamvideoproduction.com. We have a blog that every single week we put out a new video about video, which we also have on our Facebook page. So, um, also LinkedIn, but mostly mainstreamvideoproduction.com. Check out that blog for free stuff. All you can eat video production. Awesome. Sweet. Guys, it was so fun. Absolutely. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Thank you. Are yeah, you in here? Are you guys at your co-working space, Ian? Yes. Yes. Is that novel co-working? It is, yeah. yeah. I was there in December. One of our clients, Danny Espinoza, is next door to you. Like literally next door to me? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Like it was her office and then mission suite. And we like put a little Christmas gift there. Oh and I was yeah. Like, okay. Holiday right. gift, you guys. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, yeah. But you were not there. Um, no. A gal was, and I did not know the gal. So yep. I kept it moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's actually one. Well, um, well here, I'm going to, Okay, everybody, thank you. <laughs> now, with, with that, we're going to say thank you for listening to this one. Sorry, and, I thought we were done. Uh, thank we'll, you. Uh, we're going we're, we're to keep Beth on afterwards. We'll keep talking to her about, about my co-working space afterwards. <laughs> All right, everybody, cheers. cheers. That was another awesome episode of the Referral Bench Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, tuning in, and sticking around till the end. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate you sharing it with all your friends as well. Absolutely. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, whatever platform you're using. And don't forget to rate and review the podcast as well. That definitely helps us with our ratings and with our rankings and whatnot and uh, helps us get in front of more people. We're dropping fresh episodes every Thursday morning. So tune in every week and we look forward to hearing you next time. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.